Welcome to the astonishing and unexpected adventures of Ace Tucker, Space Trucker! Last time on Ace Tucker Spice Trucker. Once the chicken is breaded, it gets racked and shoved in that scary ass pressure fryer over there. Don't f with the oil. If you guys want, you should come out to Murphy's tonight. My friend's band is playing. Sure, okay. I've been researching Graceland while you've been eating chicken. So Elvis's brain activity, his lack of astral projection, and the whatever it is on the second floor of Graceland are all connected. How do we get to check it out? Well, I was thinking we just go break in. Like now. Ivan has his Dazzler activated and is disguised to look like Seth Gray. The Dazzler can't hold the projection. I gotta get this off of me. It's gonna blow. Throw it over the wall. Yeah! <laughs> Go, go, punk rock show. No sense sitting here watching me grow new skin. I think he's the fourth Elvis impersonator we've passed since we left the KFC parking lot. Damn, there's another one in the black leather suit. Looks like he's waving at us and shouting. Slow down. Be a rich. Find the El Dorado. Be a rich. Find the El Dorado. El Dorado. After the run-in with the Elvis impersonator, Ace did his best to deflect questions from April. Because she had heard that impersonator just as clear as Ace did. Be a rich. Find the Eldorado. Eldorado. Although Ace liked April, he was not sure he could trust her with the secret that he was, in fact, a man from outer space looking for a supposed hoard of gold and the means to save the life of the not-dead king of rock and roll. Luckily, as soon as they got to the punk show at Murphy's, a friend of April's runs up to her and offers a distraction. April sassy molassy! Yo! Hands off the merchandise, Billy! <laughs> Whatever, sassy molassy! Uh, in your dreams, Bilbo Baggins! Oh, uh, you know you want me. You wish! Where's your brother? You mean your lover boy? He's out back! They just pulled up and are about to load the equipment in! You know me and Joey are just friends! Seriously, we're just friends! Ooh. <laughs> Ow! Watch the mohawk, sassy! Why you gotta hit me in the hair? I work hard on my hair! Shut up, Billy! Anyway, Billy, meet Ace Tucker. Ace, meet Billy Baker, drummer for Joey and the Lawrences and a total dweeb. Hi! Yeah, cool to meet you, dude! 
You guys should talk. Cause even though he makes himself out to be this punk as f punk rock renegade, Billy here is a total Elvis Presley fanboy. Anything you want to know about the king? This guy probably knows. I'm gonna go say hi to Joey out back. Hang loose for a minute, will ya? I'll be right back. So, my friend, you got questions about the Big E, huh? Well, I'm your guy. Saddle up the bar here. I'll order us a few PBRs and you can pick my brain. What you want to know? Well, does Elvis have anything to do with Eldorado? Eldorado? Like Eldorado, the car? Cadillac Eldorado? Sure, man. Elvis loved Cadillacs. He had tons of them, including several Eldorados. Wait, Eldorado is a type of car, not a place? Well, yeah, it's both. But if you're talking Elvis and Eldorado, then you're talking about caddies, man. See, in the 1950s, few things symbolized success in the American dream more than a badass automobile. And Elvis's affinity for Cadillacs was legendary. He was not only the king of rock and roll, he was also the king of Cadillac buyers, purchasing at least a hundred during his life. And he didn't just buy them for himself. He was well known for giving gifts of automobiles to friends, family, associates, and even complete strangers. Sometimes he would drive them, you know, just for a few days before giving them away. He owned just about every model of Cadillac, except for one of the most iconic models. The 1959 Cadillac Eldorado Beaverts. So if that was the coolest car at the time, why didn't he have one? He was obviously loaded, right? Ah, there's the mystery, isn't it? Most people say he didn't have a 59 Eldorado Beaverts because he was uh, in the army at the time. He was stationed over in Germany during the Korean War. But there are some internet rumors that say he did own one. And not only that, but it was his favorite car of all time. He would only drive it at night, and he kept it in a secret garage somewhere on Graceland. See, there are these old tunnels running under Graceland beneath it. Legend has it they were old underground railroad tunnels that the original owners of the mansion used to smuggle runaway slaves to the north. And when Elvis bought Graceland and started doing some remodeling, he found them and would use them to sneak out the secret locations all around Memphis. Like some kind of Batcave network or something. But instead of a Batmobile, he drove a 59 Cadillac Eldorado Beeritz. Cool, huh? Yeah, cool. And, uh, weird. You wanna talk weird? Did you know that there was a UFO sighting when Elvis was born? You believe that? A f***ing UFO was hovering right over his house when he was born. Both Elvis's father and the doctor who delivered him saw it. They said that the house was bathed in this weird blue light and the UFO stayed up there. Up in the sky for about an hour while Elvis's mama was giving birth. UFO? Uh, 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 nah, UFOs aren't real. Yeah, man, they are. And it gets weirder. Elvis had a twin brother, but he was stillborn. They got a little memorial to him in the meditation garden at Graceland, but he's supposedly actually buried in a little grave in Tupelo. But some say the twin, Jesse, is buried in Graceland. They exhumed his body from the original grave to transport it like 20 years later. But get this. The body hadn't decomposed at all. You believe that? Well, no, that is weird. You got that right. I'm telling you, the truth is out there, and it is way stranger than fiction. Ice would have to agree with Billy on that last account, because at that moment, a chimpanzee wearing a leather jacket covered in punk rock patches storms into the club. Ivan Chimpanov runs straight to the bar where Ace and Billy are sitting. Whoa! Yeah, a monkey! Is he your pet? Ah, I'm a chimpanzee, and I'm nobody's pet, Suka. Ow! What the hell, man? What's going on, and why aren't you using a dazzler to disguise yourself? We've got some serious problems, Ace. Come on, we got to go. I have a cab waiting for us out front. 
And a good evening to you, sir. Yeah, shut up, Pradeep. Just drive us back to KFC as quick as you can. No speeding. We don't want to draw any more attention to ourselves. Of course. Right away, Hunamon. Ivan, what the <laughs> is going on? Yeah, let's just say there's a reason I didn't take Betty to come get you. We've got the little problem back at the KFC parking lot. Ace gets a first-hand look at why Ivan solicited the help of Pradeep the taxi driver when they get back to Elvis Presley Boulevard. The entire street is blocked off in both directions, from the edge of Graceland to the south, all the way down past the KFC a quarter mile to the north. A small crowd is gathering at a roadblock, and police are turning cars away from the area. Yeah, Pradeep, pull into that parking lot of the Advanced Auto Parts store. Yes, sir. What the hell, man? Yeah, I snuck out just as they were erecting the barricades. And I had to disengage Betty's sentry mode because she had already knocked out five Elvis impersonators that shambled up to her like zombies and tried to get inside. One of the impersonators was this guy's brother. He is the most popular Elvis impersonator of Indian descent in all of Memphis. I was driving Raj to a gig on the other side of town. Everything was normal, just like it was every other Sunday. Raj does an Elvis show for a group of ladies at the Stable Willow Retirement Community, see? We talked about cricket and how we were both gaining a little weight since we moved to Memphis, when all of a sudden Raj's demeanor changed. He was mid-sentence, then all of a sudden, he started doing his act. One moment, he was talking about how he needed to go to the tailor and get his pants let out, and the next he broke into a rendition of Burning Love and started doing karate moves. I almost wrecked the car. He was like, possessed, you know? He was talking like Elvis, and he wouldn't take no for an answer. He kept shouting over and over until I agreed to take him to the KFC. Uh, you're a beautiful audience. Now, take me to the KFC. Thank you. Thank you very much. He kept shouting it over and over. And when we got here, the police had already blocked off the area around Graceland. There was some sort of commotion on the grounds. I was trying to take a look and get a better idea of what was going on. And, and before I knew what was happening, Raj jumped out and ran straight for your Vimana. Oh, he's a good boy, Hunaman. Please spare his life. Yeah, I told you, Pradeep. It just knocked him out. He'll be fine. Ace, the Elvis impersonator started showing up about 10 minutes after you left. Somehow he's calling them. Elvis. He's calling the impersonators and they're coming to help him. Yeah, it's all open behind this advanced auto parts. And there are some trees that separate it from a neighborhood. And it's all dark back there. So I'm gonna sneak around back, and then it's a straight shot to the KFC. And I know what you're going to say, Ace, but I think you should stay here. I'll move faster without you. I've got a bad feeling about this. I'm going to check on Betty. Pradeep, listen to Ace. He's on our side. Yes, Hunomon. Why does he keep calling you that? He saw me come out of Betty. He could see clear into the ship, and he just assumed that I was a Hindu monkey god, so I went with it. We're impersonating gods now? I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Ah, desperate times, old boy. All right, wait here. I'm going. Ivan takes off running behind the advanced auto parts so fast that anyone who might have seen him would have thought it was their imagination. 
A minute later, a minivan pulls into the parking lot and two Elvis impersonators hop out. One is a thin young man in a gold lamay tuxedo with jet black hair styled into a perfect pompadour. The other is an overweight man with a black wig falling off his head and whose white jumpsuit looks as if it hadn't fit properly in years. The fat man attempts to fix his wig as he wobbles behind the younger man. Hey, wait up! Thank you, thank you very much! Whoa! Hey there, uh, your wig fell off. Uh, here you go. Oh, thanks. Thank you very much. Rough day? Yeah, I'm just trying to help the king out, you know? No! Why don't you tell me about it? Ace, find the Eldorado Beerits! The Eldorado Beerits! Find the Eldorado Beerits, Ace! Elvis, is that really you? Yep. Are you still on Betty? What the is going on? Oh man, it's so close. I can feel it, man. The Elvi are coming to help you get into Christland. Elvi? Yeah, man, that's uh, Elvi. It's plural for Elvis. Multiple Elvises is Elvi. Okay, but listen, there's cops everywhere. I hope you're sending us an army. Oh man, uh, use the tunnels, man. Underground, use the tunnels. Right, the tunnels. Where's the nearest entrance? Oh man, um, man, none of this stuff was here back in 77, you know? Um, hmm, let me see. Uh, oh, there, there, there was an entrance to the tunnel over there, man, behind that Kentucky Fried Chicken. And the woods, uh, in the middle of the trees, there's an old stump with a TCB logo carved in the bark. That's the entrance, man. TCB? Right, yeah. Uh, TCB, taking care of business. That's what you gotta do, Ace. Here, I'll create a diversion. Wait, I... Hey, pigs! I smell bacon! I smell bacon! Bacon pigs! Sweet mother of mayhem! What's going on? The cops are arresting that fat Elvis impersonator. Yeah, I don't know, Pradeep. He just took off. Look, um, I'm going to, uh, to the KFC to meet up with Ivan. I mean, um, uh, Hunamon. Then I'm coming with you. Yeah, okay. I could probably use another set of eyes. Let's go. All right. Now that we're behind the auto parts store, we just have to walk a little, and then we'll be right behind the KFC. What was that? Shh. Hands up. Out from the darkness emerges Agent Randall Calhoun of the Federal Bureau of Investigations. You know, the FBI agent who accosted Ace and Ivan back in episode three. If you don't remember, y'all can go back and have a listen. I'll wait. Go on now. All right. Still with us? Okay. Agent Randall Calhoun emerges from the darkness and levels a mean-looking pistol right at Ace Tucker. Well, well, well. Somehow I knew it would be you behind all this ruckus. You think you could come down here to my planet and mess with the house of the king of rock and roll? No, sir. What do you mean, your planet? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up there, Sanjay Jupiter. 
You stay put and I'll deal with you in a minute. And you, Buck Rogers, turn around slowly and put your hands behind your back. Any sudden movements and I'll see if you got green blood like that Dr. Spock. You got me? Man, when I got the call, I didn't believe it at first. A real life E.T. in Tennessee? Well, let's just say I didn't believe it at first. But after that little stunt you pulled at the rest stop, let's just say I've been looking forward to our second meeting. Now, hold still while I put your hands behind your back. How's that feel, Spaceman? As Agent Calhoun slaps one handcuff on Ace's wrist, he's so close that Ace can smell the cop's rancid breath, which also has a hint of something sweet. Donuts, maybe? Ace had never eaten a donut, but he recalled multiple references in Ivan's media stash to police officers and their affinity for the round confections. Old Ivan was particularly fond of an advertisement for a restaurant called Dunkin' Donuts. It depicted a man who religiously rose before dawn to make fresh donuts for appreciative customers. Every day, the pudgy man with a large mustache would waddle into the store and say, Time to make the donuts. Give me your other hand, boy. What'd you say, boy? Something about donuts? I said, time to make the donuts. Holy hoo! I dropped my gun. I dropped it. Huh, I'll take that. Where are the keys to this shackle? Left, left pocket. Uh, Pradeep, here to help me out? Right. I'm going to reach into your pocket, Mr. Agent. And just so you know, I'll have the utmost respect for the law. Are you kidding me, boy? Got them. Thanks, Pradeep. Like the man said, I also have respect for the law, but right now, I don't have time for any fun and games. See that pipe over there, up against the building? Go stand over there. I'm going to shackle you to it. You know this is serious business, boy? Assaulting an agent of the United States government? I don't care if you're from Mars and got the strength of Andre the damn giant. I will get out of this. And I will get you. And when I do, I don't care what the shiny man said about wanting you captured alive. You're a dead man. Wait, what did you just say? I said you're a dead man. No, before that, about the shiny man. How do you know about the shiny man? I I ain't telling you spit, boy. How about now, sir? All right, all right, damn it. Back off and I'll tell you. You better start talking. Is the shiny man here? What does he want? (sighs) All right. I've never met him in person, okay? He's been in contact with me using some sort of telepathy or something. He told me where to find you. At first it was just like an impression, like a feeling. When I caught up with you yesterday, I just sort of knew you had to be at that rest stop. I didn't even know why we had to arrest you. I just knew I did. But when you did that magic trick, which by the way, impersonating a United States president is a federal offense, son. Anyway, I just thought I was losing it. I've been under a lot of stress, so I figured I would just let it drop and go see the company shrink. But since then, it's getting stronger. The messages, I can see them now in my head. A man dressed in impossibly shiny clothes with impossibly shiny skin. He's getting closer, and he wants you. He wants you. Holy! Don't touch him. Is he dead? I don't know. Let me check his pulse. 
No, he's alive. Come on, we gotta go. Are you really from Mars? What? Hell no. I'm from Earth, like you. Just, uh, I've been gone a long time, that's all. This is all so terrifying. Ace is just about to drag Prabheep along and leave Calhoun when he stops. Even though Calhoun was a pain in the ass who just threatened his life, Ace felt somehow saddened by leaving an unconscious man chained to an auto parts store. Or maybe it was the fear in Pradeep's eyes when he asked if Ace was an alien. Ace had lived his whole life as an outsider, living with species who'd been crossing the stars since humankind was still living in caves. It was all he'd ever known, so in a sense, he was in fact an alien too. Suddenly, Ace has a brewing and a swirling of new emotions within him. Alright Pradeep, new plan. You go get help for this guy. Tell him uh, you were out back uh, trying to take a leak and you found him. But wait about 10 minutes until I'm in the woods, okay? I gotta find this damn tree stump that marks the entrance to the tunnels. Yeah? Listen, I ain't no damn monster. Just a guy looking for answers, okay? Whatever did that to him is the real enemy here. He hurt a friend of mine too, and somehow me getting into a tunnel that leads to Graceland is all part of the puzzle. I know it don't make a lot of sense, but in my experience, not much in life does make sense. So please, just give me a few minutes and then go get him some help. Can you do that? Yes, you're a friend of Hunamon, yes? Th then I will I will do as you ask without question. I'm sorry for my doubts. Alright, thanks Pradeep. You're a good guy. Ace leaves Pradeep and Calhoun behind and enters the woods behind the KFC. Ambient light from the surrounding suburban sprawl combines with a semi-full moon, illuminating his path as he walks. Huh? Must be the police on the boulevard. Hey, what's that up ahead? That glowing thing? Whoa, it's a tree stump with TCB carved right on top. All right. Now how the hell do you open this thing? Maybe if I touch the lightning bolt carved under the letters here... Whoa! It's hollow inside! And there's a ladder that goes all the way down! Well, here goes! There's lights down here, and they seem to follow me as I walk. That's good. But man, I can only see a few feet in front of my face. Hey, what's that? That came from behind me. Huh, there's nothing here. Must have been my imagination. What? Is someone there? Huh, I could have sworn I heard something over here. What the hell do you think you're doing down here? Tune in next time for another installment of Ace Tucker Space Trucker!
For access to all the music used in this episode, as well as Ace Tucker Space Trucker merchandise and uncensored versions of episodes, visit acetuckerspacetrucker.com.